Welcome to Bucket Stop Blog, where I ask everyone the same question and record the conversation. The question is, let's talk about your perfect day, however you interpret the word perfect. Write down everything you want to do, then take a step back and split your perfect 24 hours into four buckets or priorities. Don't think about money, reality, or logic. Make it as perfect as you want. Don't think of it as your last 24 hours either. Think of it as the same 24 hours you'd live again and again to experience a full life of happiness and fulfillment. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Today's episode and conversation is with a longtime friend of mine, Jonas. Jonas was a big man turned strong. He used his previous moments of depression to empower his mind and change his body. He has been addicted to improvement ever since, and I can definitely see why. His heart is still big because his intentions have grown much stronger to help influence the lives of others. He is a man of many trades, from EMT to visual artist to podcaster to manager and weightlifter. The list goes on. I've known him for 13 years, not because of those traits, but rather his ability to be himself at all times. Authenticity is a real superpower, believe it or not, one he uses with full force. In this conversation, he reminds me that this superpower should be practiced and tested every day, whether it be in the gym, at work, or when your work is the gym. He uses the superpower to move others and weights. Like any superhero, regardless of the mask and cape they need to wear for work, he is still just an ordinary man with a superhuman will to save people. He and I both agree that saving others helps save ourselves. Whether it be in Houston or New York, I always find joy in talking to him on such a deeper level. Although, it doesn't happen quite often. He know. I'm sorry, we know many of the same people, or should I say many of our same people know him. He's a popular man. I can honestly say I learned more about Jonas in this one-hour conversation than I have ever known in the past. That speaks volumes in the value of these conversations, or it speaks volumes of what a terrible friend I am for not knowing much at all. Either way, I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did and learn from it as much as I have. Have a great day. All right. Uh, so I just go ahead and start. My perfect day would uh, would literally be, uh, I don't do this enough with, with my new job, but I, I would really like to sleep in longer. Um, I, I'd be wake, I'm waking up at like 4.30 in the morning to work out for about an hour and a half now, and then I would go straight to work. But so with, with my perfect day, of course, I want to sleep in till maybe um, nine uh, at the most you know, get, get a, get a really good rest in, you know, I do enjoy working out a lot more nowadays. So that's, that would be in, you know, be part of my perfect day is getting that uh, really good workout in where I can have enough rest time. I have, I know what muscles I'm going to hit and what, uh, is going to, I really take my time with my workout. Basically. I, I feel like I'm always rushing through my workouts nowadays, but with this one, I would take my time, and then I would even get my cardio that I'm always wanting to do. The proper sets and proper forms are always broken down, and you know, get to hang out with my uh, my bodybuilder friends that I, I I've made, and we can talk and and uh, exchange ideas and even work out together. You know, from there, you know, after a good <laughs> maybe three hours to three and a half hour uh, workout, go home. Uh, soak in a in a nice warm bath and just chill out. Uh, watch some some Netflix, maybe some uh, Queer Eye. 
because that's a great show. Um, and I drink some coffee just to relax. I feel like I'm always rushing nowadays and stressed out. So I'm always trying to get as much rest as I can without falling asleep or taking a nap. So just a nice restful a bath would be nice. And then get a good meal in, you know, a perfect, a perfect day has to have a perfect meal. So like a bunch of chicken wings, <laughs> just, uh, something that is both healthy and unhealthy because it's chicken, but it's also fried and, uh, you know, with, uh, some sides, you know, a nice, uh, waffle fries. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing pluckers chicken wings. Cause that's always delicious. After that, I, I, I really wouldn't do much. Like I, I, any chance I get is is to rest and just lay down with my iPad uh, and draw a little bit. I guess drawing would be part of my perfect day. Just, you know, go to a coffee shop, like a really nice coffee shop, put on some music on my headphones or listen to a nice podcast and, and just draw for a couple hours, have enough... <laughs> have enough um, Wi-Fi for me, uh, fast enough Wi-Fi, enough battery for me to get my references in and have enough items for me to, one for watching a TV show also, one for looking up references and one for my actual drawing. And then, uh, you know, I, one thing I always do like to do, and I always tell people that they should do this uh, if they ever get a chance, is watch a movie by yourself. Like go to a movie theater and just sit down by yourself and enjoy a movie and just really like it doesn't have to be a good movie it can be a like a really bad movie that's just like it's it's just an action movie that has no it's not it's not made for like oscar winning performances or anything like that it's just something that you want to watch just because it looks fun just go watch that movie with a with a big bucket of popcorn and just relax in the theater and just focus on on the entertainment itself of course, after that, just go home and watch a nice. Uh, people think I'm weird for this, but I watch uh, I watch horror movies now uh, to relax. So I put like I turn off all the lights in my room and I, I uh, put on a nice scary movie just to relax and and enjoy. And that's that's basically my perfect day in a nutshell. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> You're definitely the first person to say that they would spend time on horror movies. <laughs> I mean. Think, if you think about it, like a horror movie is is always in the dark, and when you go to sleep, most of the time you're in the dark, so it's always it's almost always relaxing in that sense. Like you, you, there is that sudden jump scare, but if you've watched a if you watched a certain horror movie before, you you know what's coming up, so you're not as scared. So you always put your I always put like a good horror movie that I've I've enjoyed, and I wouldn't get too scared for scared about anymore. So. So I'll ask you about that later. We'll kind of go down the timeline for for questions. the The first question that I that came up was you said that you you want to be able to wake up freely, and that looks to be around nine a.m. And mm. uh, that's definitely like this is the, the the time you choose to wake up versus the time you actually have to wake up because of it sounds like your job. So now um, I know we didn't do this before, but what is it without using company names or anything like that? What is it that you do? I'm a supervisor at a uh, at a gym, and uh, right now we're opening up a new gym, so it's taking up a lot of my time because uh, we want to make sure that the gym is perfect before it actually opens up on that day. Okay, and then so because you supervise at a gym, does it give you funky hours, or are you kind of like a standard daytime hour thing? Right now, it's a uh, it's funky standard daytime in a way, so I'll go in uh, 
I'll go. I can go in as early as nine thirty, um, but sometimes I'll get there at ten to ten. Uh, leave at one to go to lunch and then go to another location because we're we're hosting out of a different gym since our gym's technically not done. And I will um, I will uh, go from one gym and then go to the other, the one that's not finished and. Uh, hit up that neighborhood, make sure everyone knows that the gym is being opened up. And I'll stay there from like 2 to 6, maybe 2 to 6.30 at night and then go home. But then most of my day is is gone and I have to go home and, you know, have uh, family time. And uh, I don't really work out. I'm, I don't work out well at night. Okay. And so um, the the next question that I usually ask people is, how, how do we know each other? Or how do you think we, we met or, or remember us meeting? In College Station. I, I think we met in College Station. But you were part of uh, uh, Phil- the Philippine Student Association uh, that I was also part of. And we just basically kind of like hung out. We hung out with the same people and we kind of like just started talking, basically. That was that was basically it. We just every, every time I was in town in College Station, we would just go, you know, bar hopping um, or go to a bunch of parties and just hang out, kind of build a friendship from there. And uh, how long ago was that? Do you remember? Ooh, that was gotta be at least oh, how old are we now there were 32 33 ish maybe that was like 13 years ago yeah that sounds right <laughs> that sounds right that's so that's so long it was before we were 21 definitely yeah that's how i remember it too but it's always nice to hear other people's perspective on how we how we met and and i i'd even say that we met before i'd even say that we oh, met yeah. before philippine student association and in, in, in college for some reason i recall us at least crossing paths in uh, what used to be called Extravaganza, which was like a community talent yeah. show. And somehow we we just knew the same people and the circles just kind of collided. That's how yeah, I Yeah, I, I think we probably like were in the same room at some point, maybe stood next to each other, but we never really said anything. But yeah, it wasn't really until Cause Station that we we actually like hung out and talked. That's uh, That's what you do. That's how we know each other. You use the term new job. So with a supervising position, is that new? Fairly new. So I, I, I when I started a, a year ago, a year and some change ago, I was a, I was just a front desk person and they wanted to move me up like two months after I had started into the assistant manager position. But you had to be working there at least three months. <clears throat> so they had to offer it to someone else at the time. And, you know, I, I'm kind of glad that they did because I learned more. And after like an, a, almost like, 11 months there was a position open at a different location because the way that they they move you up in this company is you have to move to different locations to be moved up in hierarchy so they told me about this position that was like 30 minutes away instead of my five minute away job uh so like hey it's 30 minutes away but you get a five dollar raise so i was like yeah i'll take it it that sounds great and then now with after that after a couple months there i heard that this other location was opening up and they were being built, and the uh, general manager at my gym was like, "Hey, I'll put in a good word for you. Uh, I think you would be great for that position, and we can you can move up faster." Um, so it's actually the same position that I was having at this at the at the gym that was thirty minutes away from my house, but they offered me a, like a little bit more money, and it's actually cuts my commute by ten minutes. So. I kind of I, I took it. Like, it's a brand new gym because they said that if um with opening a brand new gym, all eyes are on this these gyms that are being opened, and if you can successfully open a gym and keep it running, you will uh, move up faster with more opportunities. And I kind of want to take those opportunities to move up more in the company. 
when you say move up, where are you moving up to? Like, do you have the eye on the prize or are you just kind of taking um, it day by day? So, I mean, you know that I, I lived in New York for a couple of months, like a year uh, doing visual effects. I was living in New York for a couple of years and I really enjoyed uh, living up there. It just felt like a, a right place for me to be. And I had to move back for family reasons, but pretty soon they, they won't need me as much. So I would really like to go back to New York and they have these gyms in New York where I could, if I'm successful in opening up this gym, I could apply to places in New York. Um, and if they ever ask, why should we hire you? I could let them know, hey, I, I successfully opened this new gym. Uh, I know how to run a gym. I know anything that you need to know for this position that I applied for. You, you, you kind of fell in love with New York and then using this gym as an opportunity to go up there. Do you think that you're going to fall in love with the gym life in New York or are you just really going there for the lifestyle of New York outside of the gym? I, I really enjoy the lifestyle of New York outside of the gym. But, you know, I mean, you've, you've known me for 13 years. You knew I was a I was a very heavy set person. But and, and with uh, the whole working out thing, I actually fell in love with that as well. So it, it's kind of like not only am I moving would I be moving back to this place where I really enjoy the company and I enjoy the lifestyle there, but I'm also going to be doing a job. I get to do something I also enjoy, which is help people with, you know, their, their lifestyle, uh, their healthier lifestyle rather than living in an unhealthy lifestyle and not uh, doing something about it. I guess my next question is whenever you started that job and I remember it, do you, there wasn't there an ambition to be a personal trainer or did, did you reach that ambition or that achievement of, of being that, that personal trainer? Did I make all that up? No, no, no. I, I am still looking to be a personal trainer. It's that uh, my my uh, my district manager right now, when he met me, he heard all these good things about me. And he saw that I have good, I have like a lot of potential to move up. And I told him, I was like, hey, I'm also looking to be a personal trainer and kind of move up there. And he goes, that's great that you want to be a personal trainer. I think I think you would be great at that. But I also see a lot of potential in management for you, and you would actually move up faster in the company uh, if you do management. Now, not saying that you can't do personal training; you can do that on your own time. But I think uh, the doing the managing position and we'll fast track you that way will give you more opportunity to move around. Because with um, personal trainers, the they actually can move up and they'll go from personal trainer to management positions as well in their fitness area but that takes time it takes like 100 out a uh, 100,000 hours of training to get become a master trainer and then from there you get to be an, a manager and assistant manager and then a manager for the fitness team yeah i get that it's just whenever we kind of went through the perfect day this is where i try to make the connection so in your in your perfect day, you 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 really just take your time and, and work out, and if that looks like three or four hours, then that that's great. So because you are in a manager position now, that you don't really have those four hours to work out, right? You feel kind of constrained to your to your schedule. So it well, makes it's me, mostly like with oh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, it just makes me wonder if you were if you took the personal trainer route versus the manager route, would you be happier because? That, that was identified in, in your perfect day. That's something you basically daydreamed about was working out. And being a personal trainer, I understand that you're coaching somebody and someone else is working out, but you're still you're still there to to push weights with them if you wanted to. Yeah. Well the um with with that I would say uh I, I, I actually do really like the this management position just because um someone helped me 
grow to a position where I was like satisfied and I can become a better version of myself. I've never had a management position before. I've never managed people, uh, but someone saw something in me that they said, okay, Jonas has this potential to be a manager. Uh, and I want to actually help people out that way too, because I have people in the fitness industry, they want to move up also in management. And I feel like I can pass on knowledge and how they can better themselves uh, as well. W with uh, the training uh, aspect of me taking my time, I, if if I were to become a personal trainer, uh, I would have to give up certain hours um, and such because you have to keep your your windows open and you have to really like take as many clients as you can when you start at the beginning. So I, you know, I, I would try to sell as many as I can and I still wouldn't get that proper workout that I would want if I'm helping someone because I want to make sure that they're doing the proper forms before I work out with them. And that takes time because, uh, you know, if you're going to train someone, most of the time they're not going to know what to do and you have to really show them uh, how to properly do it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I guess it's it's a little I'm I'm close-minded and I'll tell you straight up. It's just I'm close-minded yeah. in thinking that uh you know, when someone asks you what what would you really want to do today? And and the way you've, you know, just described is like you love you actually like being a manager. You like that someone recognizes the value you bring to management. So I would think mm -hmm. that in your perfect day or in a free day that you would incorporate that aspect into it. And so when I hear the word manager and and not personal trainer, it's like, it kind of throws me off. I'm like, you know, how are you, how do those connect? You know, how does the perfect day connect to the working day? But, but you still enjoy the working day. I don't know, I, I've always been, I've always been uh, fond of working. Like I, when I first got my first job, I, I, I worked as hard as I can. I'm a, I, I guess I get it from my, my mom and my dad. They're very hard workers. And my dad especially is like a blue collar kind of person where he, he's very physical with his work. So I always, taken in mind like hey that's when you work hard you you're showing people like this person enjoys the work because he he likes to show you guys that he he's responsible i guess that's my form of responsibility is working hard but if i could take a you know like anybody if you can take a break from anything it, you're not gonna want to think about the job you want to you know take time to you know relax and do the opposite of what you what you usually do on a daily basis yeah i see that too so it also makes me want to ask the question, like, would you manage for free? Would I manage for free? Hmm. I mean, technically, uh, I mean, I didn't manage for free, but uh, when I first, when I was working as a front desk person at this gym, I was technically a supervisor at the time without the supervisor pay because people would contact me about schedules. I would, I would be working on the scheduling. Uh, I would um, do inventory and stuff like that. Uh, without the pay of of um, of the supervisor, and uh, I was already doing it for the for a regular fee, so I guess I guess it was kind of free. Yeah. But I was just getting my regular pay, uh, just not the actual full uh, forty hours a week or anything like that, or or benefits that I get now. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it, part of me thinks part of me thinks that not necessarily managing is like this is this is what makes me smile at night, right? Part of me thinks that. The, the the idea that someone sees value in you and you make that person proud by managing, right? Someone sees that yeah. you have the potential to be much greater than you are. And that is that is awesome to hear. Yeah. And so I, I kind of think like if someone said you, you would be a, a great bodybuilder, mm -hmm. 
actually, has anyone ever said that to you? Like, you would be a great bodybuilder yeah. or lifter, and you could you should start competing. Like, anybody say something like that to you? <laughs> not not competing, but lately, people have been like, dude, you're looking a lot better. Like, you're 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 uh, you're shaping out really well. And then I had some one of my um one of my regulars at my old gym. She I saw her this morning, and she was like, I saw you working out yesterday. Your form is so good like you have good form and and that's really important because you're not slinging around weights and i was like yeah i don't i don't want to hurt myself i want to make sure i get the form right before i you know do anything with with uh strength training yeah so that's always nice to hear it's like yeah hey jonas like do what you're doing and go compete and see how far you can get because i really think that you can get first place in this next competition i wonder if someone said that to you it'd be like oh maybe this is what i want to do right now you're gonna you're gonna lift extra hard and you may not want to manage as much i have no idea but it just makes me wonder and i mean that's kind of how my want my mind works i just get curious about the the root of everything and mm-hmm. i don't know it's just it's just something i think about yeah because if you really loved managing like that's something like you enjoy doing like if i was a teacher and i really loved teaching then mm-hmm. regardless of how much i get paid and all the politics that teaching has and I said, okay, here's my perfect day. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some time in the day where there's a table full of students and we're gonna learn something. And I incorporated that. But if I didn't like teaching, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say it in this opportunity to describe my perfect day. And so that's that mm. intrigues me. That in, this whole situation mm. intrigues me. It's like you love, or you, you sound like you love managing, but when you're given the opportunity to put that in this day. You didn't. And so it makes yeah. me wonder, do you really love managing or do you love the achievements or the, the attention or the progression of learning? Like those are the type of roots that, that make me so curious. I've, I've, I believe it's like the attention and a lot. I'm very narcissistic. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I mean. You're being um, sarcastic, right? You're not, I, don't, I don't know you to be narcissistic. Really? <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like I'm I'm narcissistic in a way because of uh, the whole internet social media thing. Right. So I've I've you know I I Leos uh, especially tend to look at themselves a lot in the mirror. I think it's also with the um, my added fact that you know I have lost the weight. I've gotten a you know I, I'm very proud of what what I've accomplished, and I like to look at myself in the mirror and make sure my body's always kept right. Sometimes I look at myself, I'm still, I, I feel not as accomplished in my goals that I've done so far. Uh, I do feel like I'm still the, you know, the 315 pound Jonas that you knew before and not, I feel like I'm gaining weight all the time, but it's mostly muscle, stuff like that. So I'm very narcissistic in a way where I'm always wanting to look at myself and, and want my accomplishments told to me and say, you know, you're doing great, stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and when you say, when you the, when the goal sounds like like if you if you can make yourself happy then you also like to make other people happy and so maybe not just narcissistic in the sense of selfishness but also you know passing that over passing that effort over to other people and what they recognize as your accomplishments mm-hmm. as well does that sound right yeah i mean i i in that regard i actually use that when i when i talk to people that want to become members at the gym they just they you know i want to know their goals so at the same time i let them know what i've accomplished so that they have a sense of like well if this guy can do it then i can do it too and i i would like reiterate that with myself i'd be like hey you know what i i was you know i i thought i was not going to be able to lose all this weight and and gain muscle and 
and enjoy this healthier lifestyle. But I did, and you could too. You just have to put that effort if if you want to. And I can I can be here to help you with that journey. Yeah, that's why I didn't. I would never have um, used the word narcissist towards you because it seemed it it always felt like there was this external motivation, you know, to pass on to other people, and I never really thought it was to. Now I do I do know that you know of course you said you were at three fifteen or whatever so you 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 were a certain weight before so the improvements mm. definitely must be addicting where you just like you you saw what you used to be and you can continue to grow and and change so I get that yeah. aspect but not necessarily like you know I'm gonna look good today like I I never thought of you to be that way I still don't yeah. no matter what you say I still don't think you to be that way so so that was that was um the I call it like the first bucket where you just kind of wake up, you, 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 you ended up at 9am because it's by choice. And then you kind of dive into, into working out for about a four hour yeah. session. And here's something that kind of caught my attention was there after the, after or a little bit during that workout session, you have this session with your, your bodybuilder friends. Mm-hmm. Can you just, des- can you kind of describe what those people look like and, and how, they relate to you or how you brought them into your life working at the gym at the gym you kind of meet all these random people and you, they see you every day and then when they see you work out they're like oh you you actually work out I'm like yeah I, I actually work out and they you know they always want to help and uh you know a lot of people are scared about the gym being these people like oh uh like gym rats that are uh going to interrupt their workouts or seem very scary but bodybuilders are um, they're basically just focusing on themselves rather than anyone else. And when you when you meet a community of, of bodybuilders that are really just like they're working out to work out or they want to do a show, they want to look a certain way, you kind of gravitate towards that because you want to learn more about other things uh, and how to do certain workouts. Like I have a, I have a specific friend uh, who he was my um, he was the one that taught me everything I knew at the gym. Uh, he he trained me when I first started, and he uh, he sent me. He I see him every morning as well. I actually did a video for with him for our Instagram on my gym's Instagram account uh, today, and he's the person I go to when I want a good leg workout. So I always like to talk to him uh, about legs and stuff. But then also when I talk to him, I I talk to him about his day. I talk about his life. And you, you kind of like it's less about working out and, and then becomes more of a friendship because now he's like, I was like, oh, I thought you were doing a competition uh, soon. He goes, yeah, but I'm spending too much time here. And, you know, I, I was stay, staying four hours away from my wife because I'm here at the gym. And that's not a that's not good for a, a six month marriage. I go, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And then I have another friend that I, I work out with. He's a police officer. And you find out, oh, he, he just had his son yesterday and six pound baby boy and he's uh he he's still he's taking his time away from the gym but he he knows that you know if if i ever if i have questions about working out i go to him but if i just have questions just to talk to him he's always there to talk to me uh and you just build these friendships from from the little things like working out to regular friendship yeah that's awesome especially with the amount of volume of people that come into those gyms i'm sure you have the opportunity to build as many relationships as you want through, mm-hmm. through working out. I do have a question though, as far as like bodybuilding itself, and this is just me being ignorant. <laughs> I, I understand bodybuilding to be uh, the guy who's comfortable with squatting 200 and getting chiseled versus mm-hmm. the guy who wants to squat 400. 
Yeah. Like he's not necessarily doing it for performance. He's doing it to shape his body. Is that a true statement? Yeah. Yeah. A bodybuilder is someone that is all about the shape, the aesthetics, whereas a power lifter is someone that is all about strength building. So you you will see a power lifter be someone that's more like he looks heavy set, like he looks almost obese, but you see like a lot a lot of muscular attributes. Like his 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 uh traps will be really big, but he'll have like a double chin because he eats a lot because he's using all those uh, all the energy from food and stuff to work out and build more muscle and all the muscles going underneath the fat that he's built over time whereas a bodybuilder will focus on body parts and do less more reps with less weight or they'll do more weight with less with less reps just to get the proper shape that they want and build that proper strength. So I'm curious, because you gravitate more towards bodybuilders, does that mean you're mm -hmm. more inclined to to do bodybuilding workouts, or are you also interested in the powerlifting? I'm not as interested in the powerlifting because I, um, if I do, I I really have to take more time to work out. Not that it's not not that's a bad thing, but it's uh, also you have to uh, really work on your stretching at more uh, because if you do the wrong, if you try to lift something and you uh, you mess up bad, you're gonna hurt everything. Like I hurt I hurt a, my back recently doing a squat. I was I wasn't doing a heavy. I was doing a heavier squat than I usually do. I was trying to do five reps. I get to my fourth rep and I literally like go up and my uh, my back kind of gave out. And I finished the rep. I stood all the way up and it. Just the whole time, like for a week, I, I just couldn't sit properly. I couldn't lay down properly. And it's just, that just comes with, with lifting. Uh, because if you don't do it right, you're going to hurt yourself. Unfortunately, sometimes you do not, you don't, you don't uh, properly lift sometimes. And it just, you, you could do 10 reps perfectly, but that 11th rep is going to kill you for some reason by accident because you're not paying attention. And the whole aspect of like power lifters actually are bigger because they eat a lot more for that uh, protein and, and carbs for the energy and, and strength and muscle building. I, it, it would, it would revert me back to thinking like, Oh, I'm gaining weight again, even though I'm building muscle, it, it would still make me feel self-conscious and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's like going the opposite direction of all the, as far as the way you look, the, the, the improvements that you've made of getting skinnier or a little more chiseled versus putting all that weight back, even if it is just muscle. Yeah. Is that safe to say? Yeah. Okay. I got you. So you make all these friends and they're bodybuilders and you would continue, you know, fostering those relationships and then, and then you, you're back off to getting a healthy meal or a, a meal to recover. And, and recovery time and getting coffee is that what I remember yeah um, so I um I don't really eat breakfast or anything and I, I try to fast as much as I can just because it's it's a uh, I have I do have some addictive personalities where I you know I'll smoke a, if I smoke a cigarette I'll smoke like a pack if I um if I eat something unhealthy I'm gonna want to overeat it even with healthier stuff like uh, you know working out I'm addicted to working out now because I like I like chasing that pump and and feeling that soreness sometimes. But with like, if I if I control my eating habits with the fasting, then I can control how much I usually eat in a day. So so if I eat something for breakfast, I'm going to eat more. I'm going to eat again at lunch, 
And then I'm like, oh, well, I already ate breakfast and lunch. I might as well just eat dinner and start over again tomorrow. Uh, whereas I can control it from the very beginning just by drinking coffee and relaxing and just, you know, have a nice lunch and then have a better dinner. Do you, So like if you had uh, grass-fed steak and broccoli and whatever, all the healthy dishes, as, as mm. unlimited as you want, you would still hold off before you dive into it. You wouldn't, you, it wouldn't yeah. be in your first meal. Or you're right. Yeah, I I don't I don't want a, a morning meal or anything because I because re- even it, you know with that with that steak, it's gonna make me feel bloated and in, in the morning I'd like to feel good in the morning so I always drink a you know black coffee or a sparkling water just to make my if I do get hungry I'm satiated with that black coffee and it, it curbs my appetite a little bit I it, I feel more relaxed and I I'll feel as stressed like oh my god am I gaining weight again kind of thing. But then you mentioned chicken wings, so yeah. So <laughs> you're gonna scarf I mean, down like some said, chicken wings. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that's the that's the that's the fun part is like when I do get that meal, you know, I get, I give it time to to my body to fast enough that I can uh, have a pretty decent lunch where or uh, lunch and dinner where I can eat those chicken wings that because I I know how much I can eat at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah, and I can be like, hey, I. I want as much as I want uh, as I can eat, but I can, I'll probably eat like 15 wings, which is, you know, I, I used to eat like 20 wings, uh, 20, 25 wings back in the day. Uh, no problem. And, and like have a large fries, but, and I would want those fries, but I, I, I would stick with the chicken wings and maybe some rice for, for like carb kind of meal, but I wouldn't do too much anymore. Like I would just stick with the chicken. At least that's like some protein right there and some fats. And not too much. Now, you know, there's not a lot of sugars when you, not a lot of processed sugars when you do certain chicken wings. Do you regret those days where you were eating 30 wings, 40 wings? Oh, I, yeah, I definitely regret those days. I, I mean, I really, I've, I've told people like, I, I, I did not like the, I didn't like the Jonas that I was before because of the, you know, I was going through a lot of depression and eating was the only way to satisfy that at the time. And I, I really was very unhealthy about it. And I've had friends that are just like, no, that's not fair. You shouldn't, you, you know, that's fat shaming and stuff like that. I was like, well, that's, I'm the only person that's allowed to fat shame myself. That's my, that's my fault. I, I, I hated myself for doing that. I could have done so much better. I could have been a better version of myself, but I wasn't. It took so long for me to realize that when I could have done it so much sooner. And, you know, I, I, I never said, I, I never tell people you should hate yourself to, you know, be like me. I feel like you can love yourself. You can have, you can love your body, body positivity, of course, all the way, you know, there's not even, you know, fat people, overweight people, more morbidly obese people have problems with their body, but also uh, skinny people and really thin people, people that are under underweight have problems with their body. That's why they are that way. Because they they feel like they're not perfect and they have body they have body issues as well. And I bring that up because I had a friend that was just she she said that uh, body positivity was only for people of that were overweight. And I, I just felt like that was wrong because it's not fat body positivity. It's body positivity where it's for everybody. Yeah, because there's skinny people who are not happy with what they look like. I, I I'm a, a degree of that. Like I'm skinny and. I could definitely say there are days where I feel like bloated and fat and people would say like, you know, you don't know what fat is. You shouldn't be talking like that. Or like, obviously, yes, you're right. But that doesn't change the fact that I still think that way. And it, 
it shouldn't be yeah. I shouldn't be judged for thinking that way. It's just yeah. um you know people go through things. So my question to you is uh, was there um was there something that happened to 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 make you go from I'm going to eat like this versus I'm going to change the way I eat or was it just an accumulation of years where enough was enough? It kind of happened um randomly. So as when I was living in Florida for school, um I was going through a breakup and was away from the family, so I actually I was going through a lot of depression at the time and um I had no outlet for it. I was I was eating more and I was smoking more cigarettes and there there was a moment that my roommate was just like, "Hey, I don't know how to work out." Um and I I just got this gym membership. I was like, "You know what? I used to work out in college. I had I had some knowledge of working out. I can help you." And then, you know, gets me in the gym. And he's like, "Cool." So from there it kind of like snowballed to where we would work out and then I started seeing videos about intermittent fasting and how black coffee can help you curb your appetite. And I started drinking a gallon of water a day and then eating less because not just cuz I wanted uh I wanted to but cuz with the way that classes were it was harder for me to prep my meals at the time so I would uh, I would eat mostly at night when I got home and uh skip breakfast and all that but I would also make sure not to get anything at at the cafeteria that we were at uh just to make sure that I don't eat anything unhealthy. Um I was I was eating uh I had never eaten bananas before so I was eating bananas because I was really into running at the time so I was trying to get those potassiums in so that I I wouldn't cramp up as much kind of thing and it kind of just snowballed from there. Interesting. I never knew that. I never knew the kind of the origin of what what changed you. It's it's uh, pretty awesome. I mean, you really the origin of you changing was literally to help someone change themselves. Yeah. I mean, have you really sat and thought about that? Like, I am who I am, not because I wanted to change myself, but more so because someone asked me to help them. I, I never really thought about it that way. I just thought, like, I thought of it more as, like, it was helping me as well because, like I said, the, with the depression and all that, it just got me into the gym. And I noticed, like, the the difference that I felt after that workout, I, I would I wouldn't concentrate as much as w- what was making me sad or giving me anxiety i was i was feeling good because of all those endorphins that that go through your body it kind of i i guess it it, it, it was in a selfish way like it this is helping me also you know i it, it also was a good competition like uh with the running i was um in competition with my friend even though he was not uh, in competition with me like he was just working out like regular and I was in my own mind, like, I got to beat him. This is, uh, I want to be better than him. Were y'all similar in size and stature and age and all that? Or is this, is this like apples to apples? We were uh, same same age, but uh, I was I was definitely bigger than him by at least 60 pounds. But he, he went through he went through his changes as well. Like, you could tell he, he had lost a lot of weight as well. With me, it was more apparent. Like, more of my classmates had seen me change within those three months that you know, I lost about mm, uh, 50 pounds ish um, because I was doing so much and my body was, was trying to catch up that they, they were just like, you are looking way slimmer. Like you look way different right now. And I'm like, Oh, I, I really don't notice because you, you know, you see yourself every day. You, you don't know that your, your body's changing. You just think that you just think that you, you're staying the same. And, and then you, and then you finally look at a, a scale and you're like, Oh, I lost so much weight. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, th- so, do you keep in t- contact with that that person, that friend, that roommate? Uh, I really, I I don't actually. He he moved back to Oklahoma, 
and he he had been looking for a VFX job, um, but he had not found one, and and you know it kind of fell off the off the map. So with that friend, he he was such a good VFX artist, but he was also very um, not lazy, but he would he he would take his time to do a lot of things, and he would um, he would be late to class or he would be late to do our project, and people would be like, hey, you got to get here, dude, because we got to finish. He goes, oh, no, it'll be fine. We got this. Don't worry. And it was like a big project that we had to finish that we, we really needed him and, and, and stuff like that. So it was, um, I feel I feel bad because a lot of our classmates would be like, you know, people would be like, hey, what do you know about this guy? Uh, is he good? And he goes, we always have to be very honest because it's our job on the line as well. If we, if we give, uh, you know, if we tell this person, hey, yeah, you can hire them. But they were good. But then they do the same things that they did at school where they would come in late or not help out as as much as we needed them for the urgency then it's going to look it's going to reflect bad on us if we if if they get hired and they do a bad job and they're like you're the one that you know suggested we hire these these people so i i feel like he didn't get that he didn't get a good vfx job right away he probably went back to oklahoma and started working at back at like a GameStop or something because that's what he was doing for a bit but i'm i'm hoping he's doing better yeah the reason why i was asking is just to see if how you ended up was the same as how he is like in terms of how you, you you've changed mentally and physically right like you are you said you were depressed at the time and now you're i would hope to think that you're not depressed now and you're definitely in better physical shape i wonder if that guy is has gone through that same for, transformation especially because you're um, roommates i mean he i feel like he wasn't uh where when i was going through something i was really like in this mindset of like really i was really sad at the time and he was just like a very nonchalant person. Like he was just like, oh, well, I'm just gonna play video games for a bit. And he would just like, he would be in his room for hours just playing video games and uh, be up at like four in the morning playing a video game. And then I'd be like, hey, you ready to go to class? And he's like, yeah, let's go. And then he'll he'll do, like I gotta say, he's like a really good artist, a VFX artist. Like he knew things by just by doing it. And then he would just go home. He was like kind of almost like a prodigy at, at, at times, but he was just, his mindset wasn't like there all the time. I feel like he, his his personality was the same throughout throughout, whereas I you you could see me being happier because uh, my friends saw that I, they knew I was going through a breakup and how sad I was, and then when I started losing weight, they noticed that oh, Josh has got a lot better. Uh, he's has more energy. He he's hanging out with us more and stuff like that instead of like being in my room just not doing anything kind of thing. Yeah, I'm glad you were able to come back to like the social setting you know be friends again with yeah. people because it's very easy to be more depressed when you're by yourself and so the more relationships you kind of rely on the it seems like the easier it would be to come out of that that hole i don't know i mean mm-hmm. i i haven't I mean, i've definitely not been depressed before but i've definitely been at my lowest and i was in that that circle where you kind of think that you know i need to take care of this myself i need to handle my own problems and that's kind of yeah. the exact opposite of what you actually need to do, which is reach out to someone outside of the room and hope that they care enough to pull you out, right? So. Well, with depression, it's like, I mean, look, I, I'll be honest, I'm, I, I'm not the happiest I'm always going to be. You know, I'm going through things all the time, but with the working out, it kind of like balances me out nowadays. So the anxiety and the, and the depression doesn't hit me as hard because I have this working out aspect now. But, you know, depre- people that are, you know, depressed, they're not going to tell you outright, like, hey, 
help me. You always have to look for those signs of people being like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling the best today. Or or they'll just say something that just seems out of character. And you, you're like thinking, well, let me see what's going on. They, they really want people to reach out most of the time. And, and I feel like people don't do that as much. It's understandable because we don't see it as clearly as we want, as we think we do. But you know, when you do, when you have friends that, that really focus, they're just like, Hey, this doesn't seem right. Are you okay? And like, I've had, I had a friend recently. He was like, Hey, what's going on? I saw something I, and I, I want to reach out. I want to tell, tell me what's going on. And then they, they really like, you know, talk to you about what, what's going through your head and what's going through your, your mind. And they, they really take the time to listen. And then that kind of helps also. Yeah. That sounds like an awesome friend. I think everybody kind of needs a person like that around or a lot more people like that around where they just really dig in when they don't feel like something's right. Where yeah. we, we're kind of oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I just think we're we're in a society where it's kind of the opposite. Like if I ask you, "Hey man, how you doing?" and you don't say good, then maybe you just you're about to tell me too much information and, and I, I need to walk away. <laughs> like you ever feel like that? <laughs> like if you really said how you felt, do you think that person would really stick around and listen to you? Sometimes You know, I well, with me, I've I've been more conscious about like what's going through people. Like, you know, I, I I've had I'm like, hey, what's you know what's going on with you? What how is your day going? And then they'll just they'll just tell me what's going on, and of course I'm gonna listen. I'm not someone that. <laughs> so this is actually a girl I dated uh, recently. She she was going through things like she had she would just got not abusive relationship, and I was like one of the next guys that she had dated, not like the direct next guy, but like she dated a couple guys and then she got to me and she found it, found me comfortable enough to tell me everything that she was going through in her life. I wasn't, it, I wasn't going to be like, I'm not going to listen to this. I mean, I was there. I was like, tell me everything that's going through your head. I want to know because I want to make sure that you're okay before, you know, we start continue with what we have and if you're not in the right mindset then you know that's fine you have to you have to you have to uh your mental health is more important than what is going on uh with us and i want to make sure that you're okay first before anything else i i it's that aspect of like of a almost like a medical where you want to take care of that person first before something else happens to someone else because you want to make sure that um they are okay like you, you, they, they are essentially you because you want to make sure that they are okay first. When you're, when, when I was an EMT, you had the, the motto was take care of yourself first, then others, and then uh, anything else. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't help other people. So you want to make sure that they are taking care of themselves also. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with that. I think you, 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 it's almost impossible for you to help someone effectively if you don't help yourself first. I completely agree yeah. with that. And and I I actually did forget that you were an EMT, so I'm glad you brought that up. Is there anything you miss from being an an EMT? Uh, you know what? I really don't miss a lot from the medical field. I mean, it was fun. It was a great opportunity. Um, and I I think the medical field is great. I think everyone in in that industry is is amazing because you know they're there for a reason. It was just not my. It wasn't me being the happiest that I wanted to be. You know, doing the the creative stuff made me happy. Now this makes me happy. Not that the creative stuff doesn't make me happy. I imagine if I ever do move back to New York because of you know this this gym job that I would also kind of continue my visual effects because I I still get emails and stuff from companies saying, hey, am I coming? Are you coming back to New York? We need some help. Stuff like that. 
Well, I'm glad you brought up visual effects. So that was that was kind of the next thing that you were going to do in the perfect day was pull out the iPad and start drawing. Now I got to know, like, what are you drawing on that iPad in this perfect day? You know, lately I've been uh, really into redesigns. I really enjoy taking a concept that's already been done, but like making it my own, uh, making it something that people have not really seen. So I, lately, lately I've been doing um, X-Men redesigns. So I'll take popular X-Men and, sh- you know, put them in an outfit that I, I created myself while keeping keeping in tune with this, with what they have already been looking like. So if, if you know, Cyclops has always had that blue and yellow outfit, really popular outfit from the 90s. I kind of took that concept and, and made it my own with less, with no yellow, but like with a silver and blue and then gave him a different haircut, kind of like changed out the, the way that his suit was designed. I also, there's the new Mandalorian movie that came out. So I want to kind of make my own kind of Mandalorian. Uh, if you, Do you know what a Mandalorian is? I've seen it on Disney+. Plus. I haven't actually yeah, watched so it. A, but So Mandalorian is basically just a, not a race of people, but a, almost like a religion where, uh, you know, it, they are bounty hunters. They are, they are hunters in a, in, in a sense. And, you know, not every uh, Mandalorian is the same because it's not one race. It's different races actually in, in one society why couldn't every mandalorian be different so i want to make it a concept where people other artists can get together and they can uh, draw their own mandalorians and with their own armor and how they see themselves as mandalorians yeah so what is it about the redesign versus like an original character that that intrigues you with original characters like you can yeah you have that you have that freedom of of making whatever you want but then you with a redesign you you have something that you love but you're making it your own (laughs) in in, in a way of like taking macaroni and cheese and then you're like how can i make this my own i put i'm gonna put spam in this macaroni and cheese it's gonna make it better (laughs) (laughs) and that's the best way i could say about like redesigning it to your taste where it's like if i what if i would what if i was this superhero what if i wanted to be this uh what if i wanted to be cyclops why how would i do it that's how I look at a lot of characters, even females. Like if I was this character, why, why would I want to wear this outfit? What are the, con- where, what are the positives of wearing this costume? Uh, and why is it different from the original costume? Or uh, for example, I did a Gambit outfit recently and I put his, I put like a bunch of pouches on his body to keep his cards in so he could throw it and he can always have it at reach. Because why doesn't he have more cards on him if that's his weapon of choice? That seems pretty practical. So I'm yeah. as you were talking, I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering, curious. Have you ever like put yourself or drew yourself in those characters? Like this is Jonas have, as Gambit, and this is Jonas <laughs> as Cyclops. I I could never put myself in those in those cons and those ideas because it feels so weird to see myself as those heroes. And like I said, like you said, uh, you always want to put, you know, with the whole perfect day. Why aren't you doing it this if you if you love it? It's not. It's not that I don't want to see myself as those characters. It's just I I could never see myself as that that character, that specific character. But this is how I would want to see it done. Um, there is one character that I would want to do if I ever saw myself as a as a superhero. There is a character named Captain Steel, 
and he was always a white character but recently in in uh comic books they changed him into an actual an a- actually a filipino dude oh really? i was like that's, that's cr- funny <laughs> i was like i was like this is amazing i've never seen a filipino superhero and he's actually been a very prominent superhero throughout time but late uh, recently within this within the last two years they've actually made him filipino yeah so it's like I wonder, so I don't know, there's a superhero that kind of like absorbs everybody's power. I don't remember his name. I just kind of remember there being one. But let's say there there isn't, and, and there's this character that just absorbs all the all the powers from every superhero he wants, or she wants specifically. And let's call him Jonas, right? So Jonas mm-hmm. can pull anybody's powers and anybody's looks and whatever. Can you visualize that, that character in your mind? Essentially, it is a redesign, right? It's it's yeah. it's a it's a culmination of different characters, and then it's also yeah, an original idea because it's you. So I'm I'm just wondering if that that visualization well, the, exists with that visual visualization um, with the character, especially with that, that power. I see that character that has powers like that, where they can absorb anybody's power, as villainous. That's a, that's a very villainy kind of superpower. So I, I if I did imagine myself that way, I would be very. Like, I would try to change up the way I would look, where my I would cut my hair. I would have a buzz cut, basically like yours. I would have I would have no hair, because that seems very uh, you know not you're not saying you're evil, <laughs> but uh, I would say like uh, that's more of more of a practical thing for me as as a supervillain to just not have hair in the way or blowing in the wind because that's always a heroic kind of concept. You, you, you have a Superman with his hair blowing in the wind looking triumphant, whereas a, a supervillain will be someone that wants to be the opposite. But, I, I, uh, but the, you know, the whole absorbing powers thing, that's like actually an evil concept for a, a lot of supervillains. Like you have, uh, I, I don't know if you heard of the anime My Hero Academia, Academia? Yeah. It's you know what? It actually does sound kind of familiar. It's it's a brand it's not brand new, but it's like four seasons in. But one of the main characters is the opposite of the most popular hero. And the most popular hero has a power where he can pass down his power to other people and it kind of adds as he passes down, more power is added onto this power. So the other the supervillain is someone that can absorb people's powers and just take as many as he wants. So that's and one power is called all for one, and the evil one is called one for all. So he takes everyone's power, whereas the other one likes to give it away. That's real cute. Sounds like an R and B group. <laughs> Isn't there R and B group? <laughs> all for one. There is. Yeah. There is. But you, I mean, it's a great anime if you want to ever watch something that really is good for uh, good writing. Good character writing. Well, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll note it. Uh, I have a very short attention span when it comes to TV shows and movies. So uh, yeah. if I come across it, I'll definitely think of you for sure. <laughs> um, sp- so speaking of movies and shows, uh, you said that one of your buckets was, not buckets, but activities was to dive into a movie by yourself, whether it be a horror movie or just some movie off of Netflix. So my curiosity <laughs> was, why not have someone else in that room? like a family member or well my have to be my idea well my idea is like going to a movie theater by yourself mm-hmm. watch a movie by yourself when have you ever watched a movie by yourself just like just go to a movie and just sit down by yourself i the only time i can think of that let me think real quick 
I feel like it was back in high school when there were dollar movies, and you know how you could jump from one movie to another movie? I feel like I was yeah. doing that, um, like, on a Saturday. So I'll say yes, but mm-hmm. that was, like, you know, 15 years ago. Now, Nowadays, we have those comfortable chairs and stuff like that. We have days that where people can't come in because of work and stuff. So on days that I'm off, I want to, you know, I just want to be left alone in a room. Now, by my, there are going to be other people in there. Like, no movie theater is empty. So you could just relax sit down in a movie concentrate on something because if i'm in a room with someone i'm gonna talk i'm gonna talk through a movie because i want to be like oh man that was great right or this character is actually based off of this person and that's why they know each other or that person's gonna the person that's with me is going to ask me questions if they don't know whereas if i'm by myself and i'm watching the movie i'm all about the movie i'm watching what's going on for example uh for a fun movie that I watched where there was a lot of people, but I watched it by myself was a movie called crawl. It was a, it's a horror movie about crocodiles or alligators. I think it's alligators that are basically they trapped these two people in their home and it was flooding all around them because they were in Florida and it was during a big hurricane. But you know, there was a lot of more people in that theater than I, I thought was going to be in there. You know, I was still left by myself. There, there were, there were seats that weren't uh, that were empty that were next to me, but they were like next to those empty seats. There were people sitting down, and just seeing people's reaction and having fun in a theater was one of those good moments for me, because it, it I I didn't have to talk to this person to be like, oh my god, isn't that scary? Because I I saw the reaction, and they they saw mine stuff like that. Yeah. So in a way, it sounds like your form of of meditation. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah, because you're by yourself on purpose, and then if you choose to, you can you can talk to the stranger next to you, or you can just people watch. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. I I see the 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 bigger picture as to why you choose a movie by yourself. It makes total sense. I mean, a lot of the people that I talk to typically have some sort of self bucket, and mm-hmm. uh, for you, it sounds like it's it's the movies. The the working out, you don't have to be by yourself. Yeah, or do you? Or do you? I don't. I don't have to be my, by myself. Okay. Uh, I like working out with people because it gives me better rest time, but it also helps me see other people's form and you know, like that. You know, the 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 training aspect of it, where you said, "Why why am I not a trainer?" But I, I enjoy training for fun. It's free, kind of thing. You know, I can help people with their form, and and I do that anyways. Right now, even with um, a, as a manager, I, I will. You know, people will come up to me and like, hey, is there a trainer that can help me or can you help me with this? I'm like, of course, I can help you with that. I don't have any trainers available right now. That's why I'll help you out kind of thing. And uh, with with body bodybuilding, you have people that can help you as well. If if you um, if you work out with other people that are more knowledgeable, knowledgeable than you are. Yeah, I get it. I agree with you, because if you think that, you know, everything, you'll never learn anything. Exactly. Um, that was, that was the four buckets, at least that's, okay, cool. that's the numbers that I count. Um, well, so what I typically uh-huh. do is a recap of, of what I believe the, the interpretation of the buckets are. And then I ask you for feedback on how the last hour went. Does that sound good? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the, the first back, the first bucket was to sleep in roughly 9am just because you want, just because you woke up, not by, not by an alarm clock or by someone waking you up or having to go to work. And so to me, mm-hmm. The bucket isn't sleeping. The bucket is the freedom of how you choose to use your time. Is that, does mm-hmm. that sound right as a bucket? Okay. Yeah. The, the second bucket was uh, working out. 
as long as you want for us for with whoever you want and that is more so to continue to shape your body in the best way you see fit now there are other people in mm-hmm. that bucket to to learn from and spend time with but the primary objective is to be the best version of yourself because you've seen the worst of yourself does that sound right mm-hmm. yeah then the third bucket was pulling out that iPad in the middle of a coffee shop and drawing and specifically to redesign existing figures and character. Not necessarily mm-hmm. to create, but more so to utilize and have your own interpretation of those people you already know, those characters you already know. Does that sound right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the last one is, uh, is that movie by yourself. And again, mm-hmm. it comes down to the choice of the choice of being able not to talk to anybody if you don't want to, and watch mm-hmm. people that are already around you. Or if the movie theater is by 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 yourself, if you're in the movie theater by yourself, then that's perfectly okay. Um, so yeah. that's kind of the the version of self care that most people, other people, seem to have. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's the four buckets. And, you know, if there was a perfect place on where those four, four buckets and the perfect day would happen, it would probably be New York as you walk to <laughs> your supervising uh, position at a gym and you're still mm-hmm. able to work out and be a personal trainer at the same time and come out, work out some more, go get coffee, eat chicken wings, go home, <laughs> watch a scary movie by yourself in a theater. Exactly. Because your home's a theater. Yeah. Is that, does that sum it all up? Exactly. <laughs> that sums it all up. You know what? Actually, when you talk about that, when living in New York, uh, one of my favorite things to do, one of really relaxing me to do was, so sometimes I would be hanging out with my friend Matt and I would, uh, my other friend would text me, hey, you want to grab some lunch? And they live in two different parts of Brooklyn, but the way that you, that you get around in New York is you have to take a train from Brooklyn to Manhattan and then from Manhattan back to Brooklyn on a different... <laughs> area and it's it's really crazy how how new york transportation is but i love it so much so when that stuff like that would happen i'd be like oh i'm gonna go meet up ashley so i'll see you later unless you want to come he's like no i'm good so i would literally grab a coffee from the coffee shop we were at and i remember that the it it would literally be the same thing we would always be at the coffee shop and then i would be ending up hanging out with a friend and i would have to take this specific train the l train and it's 16 minutes it's a 16 minute walk from the coffee shop so i'd always get the coffee put on my headphones, listen to a podcast, listen to some music and just walk around the city till I get to the L and then, you know, take the subway, enjoy the, you know, the people watching in the subway, get out in Manhattan, get onto another train, maybe like the R or the Q and then take that back to Brooklyn and then walk another three blocks to, to my friend's place. But it it was just so relaxing to do something like that because it's that concept of being by yourself, but you're not really alone because you have all these people around you mm-hmm. that are, are there. That, that, that's another relaxing thing I would do if I was in New York. So why, I mean, other than money, why not just pick up and go to New York right now? In the bam, the family aspect, I mean, um, uh, my, my uh, I, I, I think the my niece and nephew are good enough for my parents that they don't need me as much, but um, aunt uh, had a stroke recently. So I've uh, been helping taking care of her right now because, you know, we, we don't have, uh, she doesn't have any home nurses or anything. And my mom still kind of works and I know some medical stuff. So I'm always there help with, with some of the medical stuff around the house. So, yeah. I mean, now that you mentioned family, 
And this is how I've always known you as a, as a family guy. Uh, why wasn't why wasn't family mentioned in this 24 hours? You know, uh, they are busy doing their own things. And I see them, I really see them all the time. You know, it, with everything that's been going on, it's very been very stressful. And uh, on a relaxing day, I really want to spend that time alone hmm. uh, with myself and my thoughts. If if I'm around, uh, you know, they will, you know, they'll, they'll always ask me to help. And I'm always going to say, yeah, I'll help. And and then I wouldn't be able to take those time for myself to, for that day to relax. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense, actually. So, uh, I mean, again, I've, I've talked to a lot of people so far. And there are some people, just like you said, where you live this particular life right now and you kind of long for the opposite, right? So you, you're constantly helping somebody else or you're constantly surrounded by family that if you could kind of daydream, you would definitely do the opposite and separate yourself from those people just for yeah. just for the sake of this opportunity, right? Yeah. Then there's people that I've talked to where they actually incorporate everything in their typical day and because a lot of it in their typical day is what they want in their in their perfect day. It's very interesting to see people's perspectives and you you would assume, right? A person coming into this conversation would assume that they know you Jonas and that they have all the answers already laid out on this piece of paper. And then and then you talk and a lot of what you said has nothing to do with what I wrote on this piece of paper. It's it's just so interesting like you think you know somebody and uh turns out that you you need to dive deeper. You need to have a better understanding of the people you think you know. And so that's that's another objective that I have for these conversations. Not only that, but like build new conversations and new networks of people that I don't know because um, yeah. it's fun. Like I really enjoy talking to you and the way you paint your pictures with, with these stories and anecdotes and, and perspective. It's like I, got, I get to live a parallel life just by listening to other people. It's kind of cool. Yeah, so and this is a great concept because you get to actually see because of that aspect of you, you get to see uh, how someone lives that you've known for so long. You're just like, oh, I wouldn't expect that from you. And getting to know your friends better is always is always good. And and the way if you get to know them better, then they get to know you better. Because I'm I'm sure when you if once you publish this audio. Um, you're gonna put your four uh, your four buckets out, and we're gonna hear that. Man, like, wow, I didn't expect that from Roger. So. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's it's like if I didn't text you and say, hey, I need to talk to you for an hour about this discussion. There's mm -hmm. there's very it's a very high probability that we probably won't talk for quite a while, just because life gets in the way. And so yeah. this is my way of initiating these conversations and like rekindling connections that may have gone astray just a little bit too too far. And mm -hmm. so it's it's been nice to really reconnect with people and and have these deep meaningful conversations because had I not texted you, I may not have understood why you decided to start working out and learn mm -hmm. about this roommate that you used to have and the and the girlfriend you broke up with that, that put you in some sort of depression. Like those are a lot of things that I picked up on that I've known you for 13 years and I would have never remembered or at least uh, known about well yeah like also depression is also a very it's a very hidden thing people don't like to show it like i could be smiling all day and like i go to work ha like i put a smile at work all the time but there are days when i'm just like i can't do this 
mm-hmm. but I have to, I have to do this to make, make sure that these people that are coming into my gym, they feel like they're having the best day ever. I remember I had a breakup recently where um, I, I was feeling horrible. And then, uh, you know, I was at the gym and greeting people. And then this lady goes, um, uh, she was like, I was saying, Hey, how's your, how are you doing today, ma'am? She's like, I'm doing fine. How are you doing today? I was like, you know what? No, I'm doing a lot better now that you stepped into this gym. And she, it just lit up her face because she was feeling fine. Now she's feeling better. Yeah, that's true. Like you just by one sentence, you can change the person's perspective on their day and, and vice versa. And, like know, they can contribute to your happiness yeah. just by changing just the wording in their sentences. Yeah, I'm always happy to I, like that's like you said. You known me to to be someone that likes to entertain people and make people happy, and that's what you know. If if I can make someone else happy, and, you, and people say you should put your happiness in in front of other people's too, and I'm like, I'll get to mine. I want to make sure that these people are taken care of first. That's I've always just been a very hospitable person when it comes to pers- people's uh, feelings and and mental health. Yeah, that's rather, admirable. Yeah. Okay, so how about uh, feedback? On the last hour and twenty-five minutes. Ooh. Oh, it was a heavy. It was a heavy hour. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a good hour. I mean, anytime I get a chance to talk to anyone about anything serious or uh, my journey uh, with working out and w- where I went from, it's it's always a good time because I want to see how they react to it and how they enjoy uh, what they could take from it. Like I said, I on my tours when I do when I do tours for people at the gym. And I tell them my journey. I like seeing them 315 pounds. No, there's no way you were 315 pounds. I'm like, yeah. It's it's like that same way where I tell people I'm 32 years old. And they're just like, you look 20. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I know. It's, it, it's crazy. I, I love seeing people react to a, a positive in my life. And I like um, people enjoying themselves that way too with a story that that you know it's 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 you love seeing a you love hearing and seeing a um, underdog story it's kind of like an underdog story basically okay and then um any any feedback as to you know hey roger you should have done this better or or i would have liked if you had done this differently no actually i think it's 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 uh great right now i mean i'm sure you've learned from the you said you didn't about 23 so far yeah just about so I feel like you've you've learned what works best and you know you can only learn learn by doing uh not really by taking other people's criticism especially for something like this like if it's if it's a work and i and someone's not doing something correctly of course i'm going to tell them that and they have they have to in order to be better at a job like that like something that has to be done right that way they have to listen to what i say but with this this is something that you are learning yourself we are all learning we have no concept of like what is right Mm -hmm. so what you're doing is right but it can always be better, but you don't. we don't know what's going to make it better. That's why doing it more often is going to make it better. You're going to find out what works best for each each person and what works best for, for the actual layout of the show. Yeah, that, make, that makes a lot of sense, actually. No one's really said, no one's really said that, uh, like, you, you, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that listen to a lot of podcasts. So that's kind of their baseline. But just because it's their baseline doesn't mean that that's the right way to do it a podcast so for you to say yeah yeah, for you to say that no one really knows what the right way to do it it actually is pretty encouraging because i don't even know what the fuck i'm doing but i feel like i'm getting better at this right having these conversations and and asking enough questions that that make you think for an hour and a half like that makes if you go to if you go to any podcast start from the very beginning it's it it is um not the best 
best mm-hmm. and they as they go along they get better and better because they figure out well what if we did this or what if i said this or what if instead of i instead of doing this here i took it and put it in the beginning or i put it in the end and see how that worked the shows would either get better or worse and then that way they can fix it themselves and and go from there yeah so okay it's a, it's a learning game This concludes this episode and conversation with Jonas. I learned about his highest priorities, which include bodybuilding, the emphasis on form and technique, and how you can use that knowledge to help others, exploring your creativity, whether it be designing an original concept or finessing an existing one, and he introduced me to the idea of solitude in scary movies. You heard that right, scary movies. I never would have thought that scary movies could be so relaxing. A dark room, lower frequency music, people dying, while at the same time providing opportunities to share experiences with others if you wanted to. That's all I have for today, and I hope you enjoyed. See you next time, and fill those buckets. Bye-bye.